upload live here on a Sunday night, May 24th. The summer has officially started. Thank you so much for joining the show here on a Sunday night here. Uh, Titans, that's what we're going to talk about. Now, there's no new news, you know, nothing about Clowney or maybe one of those top five free agents. No Bortles news or anything like that, but... It is interesting to dive in and look at this roster, and that's what we are going to do tonight. We are going to break it down. We are going to look at this roster inside and out. We are going to, I went in basically with no, you know, no prejudgments at all. I just, okay, got the roster, got the depth chart, the, you know, the predicted depth chart where we are right now. And I said, okay, let me pretend I'm basically a Madden generator give everybody a rating. I kind of did that. And then I went and averaged them. I'll let you know how I got my scores. And then at the very end, I'll give you offense, defense, and special teams. What out of a hundred, what we come in as, and you know what? I had so much fun doing this. I found out what I'm doing on Tuesday night lights from now on. I'm breaking this stuff down. I'm going to every week's going to be a new team up until kickoff on the Thursday, whenever the, um, Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans kick off. We will get all 32 teams. We'll, we'll do the Titans tonight. You can kind of see how it works. And then I'm going to do the same thing going forward. Development in the Titan Upload universe. It's called Titan Upload Elite. And that will debut within the week, probably more towards the weekend. We still have rookies to basically dive into. The Laurel Merchinson one is done. It was done. Uh, there was an error in the video. So that's something I've been working on, trying to correct it, fix it, and get it back out. But, you know, tomorrow's a day to remember and, uh, you know, put the country and in, in Memorial Day is a very, very, um, you know, something I think we should, you know, take pride in and just thank, you know, Pete, thank a veteran, thank anybody that served. But like I said, the Memorial Day is is very important. So, uh, shout out to, like I said, everybody that is in the armed forces or in the military of some fashion or who has served. So, so again, you guys leave your questions. We will get to them. Uh, I see Nelson's in the house. What's going on, Nelson? Uh, we, we're, we're just going to get right into this. And if you guys have any questions along the way, you let me know. We're always trying for 50 likes. Up, tighten upload. Hope all is well with you, man. Be safe. You too, Billy. Appreciate you being here. Uh, yeah. Star G, we don't really have any more information on Clowney, although I would say I would think he's still in the works. That's just me personally thinking. When we dive into the defense here in a little bit, you'll kind of see what I mean when we look at there there some of you are really excited about like Isaiah Mack and stuff, but I think once you break down the defensive line, there's just a missing piece. I mean, there is, and I don't know exactly who that missing piece is, but I feel like J-Rob's still got something going on, but I definitely think Clowney's holding up a lot of this. As I mentioned, Maximus Nelson, what's going on? Did we get him? Not yet. Uh, Beal, what's what's up? Tighten up. Titans fam, for sure. Uh, Nelson says McDonald will win the backup job. I would agree with you on that one if there's not someone else in the mix. I think McDonald, though, will be your role player, uh, a backup of a backup maybe, but he's going to be, I think he'll get a little bit of playing time. Call me crazy. He may get a little, I think he's going to be used as a kind of what we've seen the Mariota thing in the playoffs or the last game against Houston. I think they will spot him in. I think they're going to be very, very creative. 
start the show, Chris. We did. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, wide receiver ain't the weakest. We'll get to that. Pass rusher is our weakest. Luke's in the house. What's going on, Luke? Uh, evil. Uh, we already mentioned Evil Duck. Yes, with the pass rusher. R3KT3E. What's going on? Uh, pass rush. Yes, definitely a weakness. Cole ain't winning the backup, according to Frazier. So let's dive into this in 2019. This is predominantly when we opened up against the Ravens. This was pretty much the formation we were in. Now, I know fullback, you know, is it blasting game? I, I know he was a vital piece. I also know there have been three wideouts in our offense before and four, you know, uh, Humphreys. And then obviously last year we had Tajay Sharp. But this is predominantly you got a two tight end set. Uh, Smith and Davis off the line of scrimmage. That means Brown and uh, Ferkser are eligible, obviously. And then Henry in the backfield. So what I did was, I'm thinking, okay, as far as the offense goes, we want to break it down into individual pieces. We want the wide receivers, obviously, a part of this, the running backs, the quarterbacks, and the offensive line. So when I break down the defense, I do it a little bit different, but it makes more sense, I think, uh, compared to the offense with defense. So when I look at this, we'll give each independent part a grade. I'll share that grade with you. We can, you know, talk about it. You can explain where King Isaac in the house. What's going on, Isaac? You guys can kind of give me your feedback. That's what this show's about. I love hearing your feedback. That's why we made the channel. We're approaching one year, by the way, on the 29th. So that's coming up. I think it's Friday. We will be at the one-year mark. We got to do something special on Friday or something. Uh, but yes, I owe you guys a lot, so thank you so much for giving up your time. And Al put no Indy 500 this weekend is weird. I didn't even know about that. And then Sin City says, going to miss the show tonight. Um, biggest strength, uh, linebackers. Okay, I agree with that. And biggest weakness is the wide receiver. We'll, we'll talk. So let's, let's dive into this. So the offensive line, I mean, if you're looking individual, I will give you my score on each one. But I don't want my score to, you guys can leave them in the comments to what you're thinking. Um, but let's just, let's look at the offensive line. So last year, I think we finished yards per carry third in, third in the National Football League. I mean, yes, a lot of that was Derrick Henry. But, you know, Derrick Henry needs to get past the initial wave of defenders before he gets going into second, third level. Then he becomes almost untouchable. And he can make defenders miss, but he also can stiff arm them and, and basically run them over too. But when you look at the offensive line, anytime you finish third and rushing, that's that's big. Now, where the offensive line is a negative, or where they need work, I should say, as far as you know, pass blocking, it's not the best. Now we know a lot of that maybe was the relationship between the offense coaching and Marcus Mariota and now his health, because it seemed like he tore it up and in practice. But the thing, Logan Ryan did bring up a good point. I don't want to kind of go off topic here, but keep in mind, like in practice, in training camp, in OTAs, the quarterback is not allowed to get hit, right? They have to wear the red jersey. They're not allowed to get hit. So when people say like Logan Ryan, oh, Marcus Mariota was amazing during practice. I do not doubt that for a minute. But when you put a pass rush against him and things break down, that's where you saw some things kind of either the deer in the headlights in the Raven game a couple years ago that I was at when we lost 21 to nothing. And I think he was sacked 11 times or maybe just 
missing or overthrowing or even the checkdowns, not even seeing them or, or missing them. I'm not making this about Marcus Mariota because I really like Marcus Mariota and I definitely will miss him this year. But when you look at the overall scheme and all that stuff, I think that has something to do, obviously, with practice and not being hit. But when you look at it from this point, you know, the offensive line gave up a lot of sacks last year, like I just mentioned. So even when Tannehill came back in, we got better, but we still gave up a lot. Now, one of the knocks you guys will say is that um, Conklin, for example, Conklin was struggling with pass blocking. He was great for rush blocking, but he was not run blocking, but he was not really good with pass blocking. So look at it from that point of view. You, you got, there are two folds here, right? If I, I would say we're top five line rush only. I would not say we're top 10 in pass blocking. So you, the, I'm putting all this into consideration. Okay. Now the wide receivers, how I got this. Chris says we are not going to miss Marcus and TJ repairs. What's going on? You said Marcus Mariota will go off for the Raiders. So hopefully not in the playoffs first for us. Anyways, so as we look at this, let's let's kind of go to the wide receivers and I'll give you what I'm talking about here. So what I do with wide receivers, you can't just throw in the first two. When I when I went with the offensive line, I graded all five. But when you talk about wide receivers, I actually took the top five because they're all going to get minutes. Okay. Now I do not know who our fifth receiver is going to be, but I can tell you what, um, you know, Corey Davis will be your two. AJ Brown will be your one. Adam Humphreys will be your three. The four remains open and five remains open. If you were going to ask me right now, I'm saying, I'm just predicting they keep Cam Batson and then they're also keep Raymond with an outside chance of keeping Hollister. That's what I think they'll do. Now, there are some people on this roster that make sense. Okay? Like, for example, I'm a very big fan of Mason Kinsey. Why? Because of his speed, his motivation. As he mentioned in the interview, basically, he with his life and what D3 athletes do, everything's out of the mud, he said. And that makes perfect sense. They they get no free handouts in Division Three. They have to work for everything. And when you talk about a Division One athlete, yes, they have to work too. But they have the best equipment. They have the best nutrition. They have the you know the television factor. Uh, they have the interview media markets. I mean, they get everything. And I think D three athletes obviously aren't going to get that. Many of us can't even name five D three schools right now. If I gave you thirty seconds, D three, go, boom, boom, boom. Many of us would have trouble, including myself. So when you look at it from that angle, you know, Wilkerson, I think he comes from Southeast Missouri, Missouri, something like the SEMO or whatever they would say. A lot of people like him, maybe Kinsey. But for the most part, when you look at this roster, you know, you can't cut Raymond. So he's one that he's the fourth. If they decide to keep sixth, you know, you're going to have to keep a guy like Hollister just for the simple fact he is not a speed guy. He's more of a route guy. He's a taller guy. He can make plays on the sideline, kind of like Tajay Sharp did. But that's what I did. I graded the, the five. And But just in case Tannehill can't play, uh, the backup's going to play. And I don't know if that's going to happen. We hope not. But if he does, right now, Cole McDonald and Logan Woodside are your backup quarterbacks. And I don't know about you, but I can't give them anything over a 60. I just can't, right? I can't do it. 
And I know McDonald's been working on his arm and he's from Hawaii and he's a, he's athletic and I get it. I do. And some of you will say he's really not even that fast. But my point is I can't grade him super high. So those scores are going to basically bring a lot of this unfair. But don't worry. I got us covered because I also did just the starters. Okay. So here we go. Let's get into this. Offensive line. Here we go. I graded them out as an 81. I think that might be kind of low, but pass blocking is included. So if you think of that, rush, you know, blocking, run blocking very high, pass blocking is okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. So I graded them out at an 81. I don't know if you agree, you disagree with that, but that's what I got for that. I will give you individuals at some point. Moving on. Uh, wide receiver core. Now this is interesting, okay? Because you have to include Raymond and you have to include, in this case, Batson. I don't know if you include Batson or Hollister or whoever your sixth wide receiver or fifth wide receiver would be. You know, you got to include them because they're going to play. Five receivers will play in this lineup. I got a 79. I don't know. I think that's fair. I think that's good. Um, it's 79 for our wide receivers. I don't think we're... In the upper 80s, you know, many of you don't like Corey Davis. And you'll tell me up front, you're like, dude, tighten up. I don't like Corey Davis. I don't think he's that good. Well, that's fine. If you don't think Corey Davis is that good, that's your opinion, right? But my point is, you can't say we, A.J. Brown, 100. You just can't do it. I mean, look at the Saints game. The Saints game, Lattimore took him out of the game. And I know it's not fair. I understand that. It's not fair. But if... Somebody like a Bill Belichick or a really good defensive coach can take away one of your stars or at least make it challenging. We know this. If you got nobody else and your one star is bottled up, your wide receivers, the score, I mean, it can't be like an 89, right? I mean, so I think the wide receiver score to 79 is fair. Then we get to the tight ends, Johnu Smith and Ferkser. Uh, I got around an 80 more i can't give pruitt anything over 75 i think that's way too high he's probably more in the lower 70s because he is a good blocker so that would probably bring that score to the tight end and and i should have included him but i and for the sake of argument i won't we'll leave tight ends as an 80 because i think there is some upside with johnny smith and then quarterback you're not going to be happy about quarterback but as quarterback i got us at a 71 and again it's a 71 because you know cole mcdonald I have basically graded out higher than Logan Woodside. But Cole McDonald I have as a 56. I can't give him anything higher. He's a seventh-round pick. Can he be better? Yes, he can. But for sake of argument and starting the season, he's going to be a 56. I mean, even when you guys play Madden, you know what I mean? Some of these quarterbacks you draft third, fourth, fifth round come in, they're not even, you know, they're not in the 70s all the time. So hopefully you guys can understand that point. Ryan Tannehill, I'll just give you him up front. I gave him, uh, thank you, Comic God, you with uh, Michael Pruitt. I gave Tannehill an 85. And I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I put a lot into Ryan Tannehill. I put in for what he did in the season, I what he did in the playoffs. You know, I, I think an 85 is, is fair. I do. Um, you know, Marcus Mariota, I'd put him somewhere in the 70s. But um, like I said, I think it's fair to put Ryan Tannehill about an 85. I mean, he's he's not in the 90s. Now, if he has another year like he did this year, you know, I could see him getting up a little bit more into the 89, 90s. But right now I got him at an 85, and I think that's pretty solid. 
So that's what I have with offense. Strengths by far running back, right? They're going to grade out the most because I had Henry as like a 97. Um, and part of the reason why I didn't have him as a 99 was because of his receiving. But Henry, he's the real deal. And I knew last year going into that season, he was my preseason MVP for the Titans. He had a lot of productive runs under, you know, the year before in 2018, even though Deion Lewis kind of passed him up. He was still getting like five yards per carry. That never changed. It's just the Titans really never gave him the ball. So I am very ecstatic about Derrick Henry, and he's in his prime. Let's be honest, guys. He is in his prime. It's unfortunate he doesn't have a deal. It's just the franchise tag, but he's already signed it. He will play. So I'm very, very ecstatic about Henry, and I can, I can agree that he's a 99. I can go down to maybe a 95, but it's a very solid back. And I think fantasy football, if you're playing, we're going to do that on the Titan Upload thing. I'll give you more information on that in the summer. But uh, Derrick Henry, like he's going in the first round now, and a lot of people had no intentions of taking him that early. It seems like more and more people are starting to have faith in him. So – that's what I got. The The weakest spot is quarterback, but that's not, that's just because of adding the 56 McDonald. If you don't add him, quarterback's fine. So where's the weakest part on our offense? Honestly, probably wide receiver. I mean, if I'm just looking at the numbers and the rankings. Now, if you take the starters, I had a, uh, AJ Brown is an 88 right now. And then Corey Davis is an 82. And then I had Adam Humphreys as an 83. So even though like Humphreys ain't going to start, Humphreys is kind of the starter because the Titans usually play three. There is a super chat. Weez in the house. Weez was with us way back when we had like 300 subs or whatever. So Weez, what's going on? Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, just happy to be a Titan. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to talk Titans. This was fun. This was a lot of fun to break all this stuff down and go through this. So I did want to put that out. So you tell me, am I off? Am I am I close? If you would, which ones you would have higher? You know, Cam Batson. I know he might make the team, but I don't think he's in the seventies. Like in Madden, no offense to playing the Titans. If I'm playing the Titans with with Madden and Madden twenty twenty one comes out, I'm not putting Cam Batson in my starting lineup for Madden. I mean, I'm just not, and I don't expect him to be there. Now, to be fair to Cam Batson. He's young, right? He's in the offense. There are people that look like they are not going to be much. And then they the coaches have faith in these guys. They put a lot. They invest a lot of time, a lot of prep, a lot of help, a lot of like just digesting the playbook. And then all of a sudden, a player just blossoms before your very eyes. I think the Titans think there's something in Cam Batson. I just don't see it. I'm not a coach, though. I'm not an NFL coach. So I'm telling you, if Rabel loves Cam Batson, then I trust Vrabel to love Cam Batson, right? I mean, that's just the point. But I can't say, yeah, he's like as good as Humphreys or, you know what I mean? He's not better than Raymond. So I actually have Raymond more of like a 73 because Raymond, for me, deep threat, very, very big. So speed, deep he's going to catch the ball. But as far as breaking routes and, you know, going up against a, a top defender man-to-man, -man, I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to get open in those kind of situations. That's why I would, you know, grade him a little bit lower. But like I said, tight end, you know, a lot's going to depend on Johnny Smith this year. I'm not sure if you're buying him or not, but right now the only chance is to buy it. King Isaac said Nate Davis is 76. That's a really good, I had Nate Davis as a 77. 
Uh, Dennis Kelly's a 78. Ben Jones, 79. Uh, Taylor Lewan, 85. You might kind of find this interesting. Although the pass blocking's not great, but the run blocking's super good. And for what we do, we'd love to run the ball. I actually had Saffold being our highest rated lineman. Uh, not only experience, he's done it the most, but he really blossomed before our very eyes. I mean, he was very effective towards the middle to the end of the season. And a lot of people didn't give him credit that he deserved throughout the middle to the end of the season. And then once the playoffs started, he got the respect and all that stuff. But Taylor Lewan, I can I can argue better, you know, than an 85. I just with Taylor Lewan right now, he lost four games last year. He got him back in the playoffs. I just think Taylor is uh, he, he continue to work on the penalties, continue to work on just the fundamentals of the game, and then I. He's top paid, top paid lineman for our team. I am not worried about him. Left tackle is a very tough position. So he should get extra points just for playing left tackle. But, you know, I can see Lawan even being 87, 88. But I, I just went with the more conservative route there. So I will go through. Uh, King Isaac's got uh, Henry at 98. Let me bounce out of the screen really quick. Thanks again for joining us tonight. We're just gonna have some fun talking the roster and breaking this thing down. Like I said, I'm super pumped about it, and I hope you are too. And we're gonna do this with every team. And some teams I'll have people on uh, YouTubers to break down their own teams because they obviously know more about it than I do. But on the other side of it, um, it is fun just to go in with an open mind and just get the roster and then just dive into what you know. And, uh, you know, see what it stacks up. And, I, and I'm excited about the very end because I, I think that's what you're really going to basically, where do we grade out offense, defense, and special teams? All right, basing on last year, Tony ends going in 90. And I can't disagree with that. I can't. King Isaac says 88. I know I'm a relatively low. We have an elite quarterback. Frazier going 100. Um, Star G, Cole McDonald, in my opinion, would be a good development. Yes, I agree. And I think the, the important part here, Star, is that he is going to get an opportunity, I think, to do some things in the offense. If you remember, those of you that went to the Raven game where lost 21 nothing, Lamar Jackson played in that game. He had a big run towards the goal line, but he didn't play very much. And I think that's something you might see with Cole McDonald coming in the game, even if they run Wildcat with Henry. I'm sure that will come up a few times. Maybe they just throw McDonald out there as a, um, you know, a wide receiver and that, you know, and then he can throw as well. So it'll be interesting. I think McDonald, maybe they even got him for that piece. They didn't get McDonald, I don't think, to be the, the guy in a few years. You know what I mean? To be ryan Tannehill's successor by any means i think they got him because they felt like they could find a nice role in the system kind of what the saints do and then put him out there so tony n says Corey davis will have a good year i think so i really do okay we would be insanely better with quentin nelson i mean oh my goodness could you imagine uh fortunately we got to talk about the defense uh we already mentioned that with comic god Anything else that I see here? Oiler Strucks in the house. What's going on? Tighten up. Drumstar says, Nate Davis better step up. I agree with you. Let's see. LGRW uh, put out a list that said Tannehill's the fourth best QB in the NFL. 
Wow. That would definitely uh, not be an 85, right? I'm way off on that if that's true. Um, but, no, Tannehill, I think, really showed a lot what he can do. And we can't get too mad at him in the playoffs because he wasn't expected to do a ton, right? Uh, let's see, Dustin Mc, uh, McDonald, right? Just spelled a little different. McDonald is a good gadget player. Yes, I think that's kind of what I was referring to. The gadget player, I like how you worded that. That's that's great. I can see that it being, you know, exactly. Davis has to stay healthy. We know his hamstring's been an issue for sure, Chris. Uh, Chris also loves Nate Davis. And again, I was hard on Nate Davis in the beginning. I was hard on that right guard position in the beginning because we knew it was a problem. Floyd Reese knew it was a problem all summer. And it cost us games early on. But give J-Rob credit. Give the coaching staff credit. Keith Butler credit, offensive line coach. This guy, uh, Nate Davis, when he got a chance towards the middle to the end of the season, he stepped up pretty well. Like, he did give up a few plays here or there. But you know what? For being a guy from Charlotte, a rookie, I'm expecting him to step up and do a really good job this year. Preston in the house. What's going on, man? We're just breaking things down. We just kind of got started. Just to recap before we move on, we're talking about the strengths and the weaknesses. So the strength of this team, obviously, is running back, right? 84 when you add um, Evans score in with Henry. Quarterback, if we just go quarterback with the starter, we're about an 85. If we go just running back, we're at a 97 with Henry, but we know that Henry can't play every snap. And Tannehill, we hope, plays every snap, but we just don't know, so we have to include the backup there. That's why that score is super low. But we basically said on the offensive front, going into the season, we're really in trouble with um, wide receiver. I shouldn't say trouble, but wide receiver has a different element to it, right? Humphreys did really good in that last game. And against the Chiefs, he really stepped up. He showed that he could play. I think a full year with Tannehill in preseason, right? Now, OTAs, that's going to hurt the rookies. We didn't draft any wide receivers. So, yeah, it might hurt, you know, your Mason Kinsey's, um, the guys that we just picked up, you know, undrafted guys, Christian Wilkerson, those kind of guys. But it's not going to hurt your Corey Davis. It's not going to hurt A.J. Brown. It's it's not going to hurt, you know, Adam Humphreys. It shouldn't hurt Hollister. He should have a step up. And then Raymond should have a step up. So, when you look at wide receiver, I got that at 79. We got a $20 super chat. Wow, that's insane. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, so what do you think the cap space will go into after we do not sign Henry or Clowns? So you don't think we will sign him? Um, I honestly, for the cap, I mean, just throwing it out there. I personally think if it's just me, it's going to go with the defense and it's going defensive line. It's going somewhere. That's my personal prediction. Just me. I don't think you're going to find any place on the offense. Maybe you sprinkle in a backup quarterback, like I mentioned, Bortles. I know a lot of you are going to get on me with that. But I think for the most part, uh, it's a really good question, Kevin. Glad you asked that. And thank you again for the super chat. You guys know I'm very appreciative of all your support, not only just because you sub, but when you leave comments, when you like it, when you share it, and when you just you're think about it this way. This show would probably be the most boring show if you guys didn't leave comments, right? I mean, honestly, it would be me talking and just everybody just whatever. That's why I love going live with you guys because you guys think of things I don't think of and we're able to have a discussion. So 
that's what I really love about you guys. So thank you and keep up the great work. And again, thank you so much for the super chat. But like I said, backup quarterback, I could see that being an option, but defensive line. Okay, so let's get into the defense. Here we go. So the defense was interesting because I had to do some different things with it. So I didn't want to break down each specific position like pass rush because technically your defensive tackles inside can be very important to your pass rush. Think of the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, with their pass rush. It's not just all edge guys. It's interior guys as well. So we took the, the cornerbacks. Now I took three cornerbacks. I should have took, or actually I took four because a lot of times we will play four corners. And right now I have in the mix, um, Jonathan Joseph is a four. I think we could do get someone else in here. But as of right now, that's what you're giving me. That's what the Titans are giving me on their roster and their depth chart. So that's where we're so and then we also have to ask Vaccaro and Bayard in the equation. That's our secondary. When you talk about linebackers, I'm going to include Beasley and Landry in that because of the fact that on the depth chart, they are considered linebackers. And I know in our defensive style, they're considered pass rushers. So we will include them with Brown and Evans. And then the rest of it will be defensive line. Um, so I'm not going to include Beasley and Landry in the defensive line, although I should, but you kind of get the point. So here's what I got for defense. And I will give you individual scores as well. I think I did that pretty good on offense. I, at least I hope I did. I think I did. So here we go. Um, let's start with defensive line. This one's interesting because here's your argument. This is what I heard from you guys. Last year, and I got some stats to back me up. I did come prepared with some stats. Last last year, we were pretty good against the run. I think pro football focus from the Titans perspective, the Titans group pro football focus, you can find them on Twitter, by the way. They're pretty cool people. They came out with the Titans being the fourth best rush defense. Last year, I got a seventh. We gave up the seventh uh, yards per carry. When you look at that, because I think that's the big statistic, we came in seventh best. That's pretty good. We lost Casey. My question to you, who did we replace? Who did we add for our defensive line that we removed Casey? Well, we had Merchantson, right? And if... I broke him down over the weekend. I know the video hasn't posted yet because of a, and it, you know, we got to fix some things. But breaking him down, honestly, he's going to be a developmental guy. I do not see him just stepping in and being like a Jarrell Casey. Now, your argument, which is a good argument, you said, well, Simmons will fill that role. Don't worry, Titan Upload. We'll just replace Casey with Simmons. This is the problem. Because when I look at that defensive line, and I know, trust me, you add another cornerback, you add Hooker, okay, maybe you even add Long, because sometimes I feel like we played with three middle linebackers on the field at the same time. But if you add all those people, you don't have to play Mac. But for the sake of argument, this is what I'm giving you. Mac is, he's on your line. And I know some of you lo love Mac and you're really excited about him. I like him too. But I, I can't, like, say he's any better than a score of a 70. Like, and here's my argument, too, for you guys. 
<clears throat> because some of us get really emotional with players. I do with Corey Davis. Um, you can tell by my tone. Uh, I met him. Uh, I feel like, you know, he tweeted my son. I, I love his story. I love how he was able to overcome just one offer out of Western Michigan and become a top five pick. I love what he did in college. And you know what? Watching him play in preseason and then watching him on some of the practices, you know, with the scrimmage and stuff for the Titans. And, you know, even though he didn't play this year and he was injured the year before, I think, right? He he can make some plays now. So when I look at him, I still think he's going to break out. But, like, I'm, I'm emotional attached to Corey Davis. And I think we get like that too. But honestly, maybe Jones... But if you look at Mac, like who in the National Football League would sign Mac tomorrow and start him on the defensive line? Do you think any team would? And honestly, I don't think there's many teams that would. I'm not going to say nobody would, but yes, somebody would. I did not forget about Roberson. That's a really good point, Titan up uh, 63. I did not forget about him. Uh, he would be, though, with your Landry's Beasley's back up there with Correa and Gilbert. So we'll get into those. And um, sorry, not Evans, uh, but uh, what's his name from Georgia? Pretty good too. I Walker. We hope, right? We didn't get to see him last year. But when I add Simmons, and I add Jones and Mac, and I, I grade them out, and then you also have to add because here's the one thing, right? These defensive guys can't play the whole game. They can't. So when you look at these Simmons, Jones, and Mac. They got to switch them in and out. Right now, our backup is Matt Dickerson and Jack Crawford. Is he the guy we got from Atlanta? That's it. This is not like a very deep defensive line. So I go with four. I go with Simmons. I gave him an 83. And um, I know that's quite low right now. He can be better. And I expect him to be better. But from what I know of him right now and what he did last year, I give him a solid 83. Um, Daquan Jones, 78. I'm actually very high on Daquan Jones. I think he does a lot for this team. Although it goes under the radar because he doesn't put up the stats. But Mac, right now I got him at like a 68. I know it could be a little higher. And Dickerson, like a 64. When you add all those numbers up, I got 73 with the defensive line. Just being honest with you guys. I know it's not the greatest score in the world. That's why I still think there's hope. Because I, I feel like there's one more piece to this equation. Now, you add Clowney. I'll go conservative. I'll give Clowney an 86. Well, you take that 86 and you get rid of Dickerson's uh, 64. And now all of a sudden, oh my goodness, your score is going way up. So one player can change a lot. If you add the guy from Detroit, Harrison, like, I get it. He, he Maybe it's a risk to bring him in, but he's got to be at least a solid 80 maybe even 82, maybe even higher, depending on what you think of him, because he does get double teamed a lot. But man, if you put him in this equation, this offense, their defensive line gets a lot better. But right now, with what we got, I got 73. I'll just foreshadow it in case you're waiting and you got to go somewhere. Defensive line is where I'm most concerned about this team when I break them down. I For what I have in front of me right now, I just the role players, they're just not there. I, I mean, I never really thought Austin Johnson was that good. But to lose him and Casey and basically give me, you know, Merchinson as a replacement there, you know, what would you put Merchinson? Maybe you give him a 66, 
I just, man, I'm biased because of Madden. But I think about all the drafts I did in Madden that have fallen in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Most of these guys are in the lower 60s. You know what I mean? So, honestly, I don't even know if Merchantson would be a 64 or 65. So, like I said, we'll, we'll figure it out later on, but we'll move on past the defensive line for right now. As far as linebackers go, um, I do think linebacker is a strength, but the problem with linebacker, I mean, I got Jayon Brown at an 88, and a lot of that is because he's so fast, he plays really good in coverage, but his rush defense isn't necessarily like the 90 level. But I still think he's a very, very good. I mean, 88 is a pretty solid for, for a linebacker. Brown, I solid 90 across the board. And he may even be low. Maybe I should have went with like a 92. I really like, or I'm sorry, not Brown, Evans. I really like Evans. I think Evans is very good on this team. He shows up definitely when, you know, short yardage situations. I mean, he can come out of nowhere. Is he a Ray Lewis right now? No, but you know what? In this defense and what he's asked to do, he doesn't have to be a Ray Lewis. But, man, when he was kind of hurt in that Kansas City game in the playoffs, you could really tell our defense, it was a different, it was different. It just didn't have that pop, so to speak, you know? And I'm telling you, he doesn't miss that tackle if he's not injured. And that totally changes that game. Um, but yeah, so Vic Beasley is 78, uh, Reggie Gilbert, maybe like a 68 and you could put any of these guys in there. Um, you know, Deandre Walker, uh, like you guys said, Roberson, I mean, you can put these guys in there, maybe Roberson a little bit better. I don't know. Correa, I got a solid 76 for him and then Harold Landry and solid 80. So when you add up those, you get a 79 cornerback with our safeties, of course, I had to go four deep with corners, and I don't, Joseph, I have like a 71. I just don't think he, he has more value off the field, I think, for the team in the leadership aspect than he does maybe on the field. I think he can still be like a Brock, so to speak. He can show up in the field and make some plays, but as far as the rest of them, you know, Dory Jackson, I got as our highest rated one, 88, Malcolm Butler, 87. Picaro, 85, and then Kevin Byard in 92. And when you add those up, I get an 81. And then special teams, which I'll get to in a minute. But that's what I have. So the weak part is the defensive line. Am I way off? Who are we surprised, Chris, that they drafted high? I'll try to catch up here. Uh, Jay Boykin says he agrees. I'm not sure what you agree about, man. I'm sorry. Just trying to catch back up with these. Uh, let's see. Tighten up says could step up for, you know, Tart or Smith. Yeah, they are on the roster. I don't really know a whole lot about them, but on the initial one, you know, they're ranked in the third. But yeah, you're right. Maybe these guys could step up and be players for us for sure. And that's why I love the preseason. So shout out to Mr. Titan and his, uh, you know, everybody that went on his show. Titan Stoop was on there, Tennessee Titans Weekly, Titans in Truth. Uh, it was a fun show. He posted it yesterday. So if you haven't had a chance to go check that out, it's on his channel, Mr. Titan. But that definitely was something we, you know, we were diving into the roster and what we know and what we don't know. And we all kind of think there's one more big move left to play. Um, but I, on the show said, which game are you most excited for going to? 
And I said the first preseason game against the Giants because this is when all the fun happens, right? This is when all the battles are won or lost for these roster spots. And then, yes, the season is very important, and those games obviously matter. But I love the breaking down rosters and stuff. So we have Draft Brian on here. What's going on, man? Uh, pretty solid defense. Only a bit of weakness is right end. Where would you, you're, you're the draft guy, if we were going to give a 1 to 100 score, what would you give Merchinson from NC State? What would you give him? Yes, lame dude, I did see that. Manning was talking massive trash uh, to TB12 today. It was fun, though. Manning is, we're getting a little um, shout-out to the neighborhood. Um, they had a little cookout or whatever today. But uh, they were getting into quarterback debates. Who was the best quarterback, you know, maybe of all time or whatever. And I said, what would Manning look like, Peyton Manning, have looked like on the New England Patriots? And I said, <laughs> sorry for the Brady people out here, but I said, man, I think the Patriots would have won at least eight Super Bowls. I do. I think Manning would have, yeah, just been phenomenal. The, remember, the Colts didn't give him a defense, and I think Manning was expected to just kind of do his thing with what he had. So, yes, uh, Brian's going to get to the Merchantson because that, that could sway our – Opinion here on the defensive line. And then I'll just give you special teams real quick. Special teams, punter, Brett Kern. I mean, 98. I don't know why Madden has him ranked like a 78 every year when it comes out. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. He's the best kicker in the league. I would give him a 98 all day. I mean, this guy gets more punts inside the 20-yard line than like the 10-yard line. Anybody I know, he's phenomenal. Greg Joseph right now, our kicker. I know the Missouri kicker is going to be in, in battle with him, but I can't give Joseph anything higher than 73. So when you add that up, I get about a 86. But I'm thinking, well, we also have, you know, kick returning, special teams, um, you know, punt returning. So Humphrey 77 and then Raymond a 75. So I did add them in there. So here we go from the draft guy himself. It's like perfect timing, by the way, Brian. So thanks again for your time. Gave uh, Merchantson a rotational player grade. So out of 100 to 66. Wow. So if that's the case, your offense, your defensive line wouldn't change at all, really. It'd still be a 73 for us overall. He would replace uh, Dickerson in the lineup. So thanks, Brian. That actually helps out a lot. And Brian had a fourth-round grade on him. So if you're looking at it from that point of view, you know. All right. So we're almost done. We've got one more thing. Before my voice gives out. It's been a blast. I want to get to some of your comments. Tighten up says, I got Chris Jackson. Try to get him on the show, by the way. Uh, is a steal. Breaks up passes like crazy. He was the guy they drafted out of Marshall. I sent him a message on Twitter. I didn't hear back from him, but I found out why. Um, I'm not going to tell you that. But, yeah, I, I found out why some of these guys will not get back to me. And it's not because of what they think. It's just they can't. I'll just tell you that. They they can't. We're at 42 likes. We're hoping to get to 50. And then I can go off the air and everybody can have a great night and celebrate Memorial Day tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Star says the linebackers are amazing. Uh, LGRW says, put that on the screen here. I don't think Casey's a big deal for rush defense. Jones is better against the run. I agree with that. 
I think pass rush is where we will really miss Casey. I agree with that. Um, Drumster says Merchantson would be ahead of Mac. D-line, according to Dustin, is our biggest weakness. And when you put it up against the Colts, which is their biggest strength, their offensive line, and you play the Colts twice a year, that's not going to be fun. <clears throat> Let's see what else we got. <laughs> Brett Kearns ascended. I heard he hope he comes back from quarantine. What's your opinion, Wade? What's going on? What's your opinion on Vic Beasley? Um, I have him a 78. I mean, if he was anything higher, the Falcons would not have let him go unless it was like a contract situation where Beasley was asking for a ton of money, which he wasn't. I just, the hope with Beasley is I'm excited to have him, but the hope is Vrabel will be able to help him out and he can get back to the season of what, 2016 or something when he had like 15 and a half sacks. I mean, that's the hope. Um, Lame Tube is going to weigh in on this one. Beasley is an athlete, advantage at a high-level player and can hold up the situation. Um, or high-level high player that can hold. Yeah, I mean, if Clowney doesn't happen, everything's going to rest on two guys, right? Landry and Beasley. Correa's going to be there as Mr. Consistency. I know, right? It's weird for me saying that. But he was our most consistent guy at the end of the year. And then you got other guys like Roberson, which showed some things. A Walker, you know, maybe he can step up being a fifth-round pick who didn't play at all last year. So we'll see. But as of right now, like I said, our defensive line, for the most part, pass rush, we knew. We knew the Titans inside were thinking this. They were like... We got to fix the pass rush. We got to fix that. That was like the main goal all off season. And I don't know. Maybe they think Beasley fixes the problem. Maybe they saw enough out of Ev or um, Walker. I mean, I, I don't. I don't have an answer for that exactly. Uh, Jaboykin says he would trade Chris Jones. Uh, get get basically Chris Jones for a number one. I just don't think the Chiefs are going to do that. I would do it too, but I don't think the Chiefs would do that. Now, if you want Chris Jones, I know he's not Chris Jones, but Damon Harrison would be at least in the conversation of you know serving a major need in this defensive line. If you watched my top five, I know I had to butcher a lot of that up the other day, but if you watch the top five free agents out there other than, you know, uh Clowney, you know, I think defensive line is going to be very important to get at least one more piece there. All right, so let's get to the grades. How did all this shape up? And then we'll get you out of here. Thanks again so much for joining us. It's been fun to dive through the roster, you know, and, and look at all this stuff. So when you grade it out offensively, when you add the backups, okay, but the, because backups are important. But again, is it fair to put McDonald in the equation? Probably not. But for sake of argument, we will. I have the offense graded out as a 79 and the defense as a 78. All right. That's not very good, but that's including backups. So, you know, the chiefs would have to include their backup for a quarterback, even though we know Mahomes is the main one. Now I went a step further for you guys. And I said, okay, well, how about just the starters? So for the starters for the offense in 84 and then the defense in 83 special teams graded out with punt returner and 
kick returner, just one of each, Raymond and Humphreys, I got special teams in 81. So there's your final. So if you were thinking Madden, the Titans would be in 84, an 83 on defense, and an 81. And to be quite honest with you, finishing 9-7 and seven and seeing the team that we have, again, I didn't go into this and be like, okay, we're in 84, we're in 83, that's it, we're done, we're moving on. Like I graded every player out, and then I did an average. I did a non-starter 79 or 79 and 78 with backups included. So offense without backups, with just starters, 84 and 83 for defense. So am I should it be higher, lower? You guys can definitely comment. I'll definitely agree with you. Titan Anderson in the house. What's going on, man? Congrats to the 700. Uh, keep it going. Keep it going, man. That's awesome. So what do you guys think? Uh, offense, defense, special teams. I mean, it's all right in front of you. I'm going to do this with every team. I'm super pumped about it. But I did want to at least talk to you about one thing real quick. And this is what it is. Um, with the actual roster itself, thinking about it this point of view, when you look at the Tennessee Titans last year, 7th against the rush per yards per carry and 12th against the rush with yards. So most of the time we fell right in the middle. We ranked about 16th to 17th, so half where teams would run on us. So we weren't like in the upper, but we weren't in the very bottom. We were right in the middle. This year is going to be different. This year has me concerned. This is not the year you want a small or your weakness to be defensive line. I'm going to give you some teams and where they rank. So last year, I know it's last year, attempts for rushing offense. The Ravens led the league. They ran the ball more than anybody else. We played them. We played them in the playoffs and we were fine. But that's a very different element during the regular season. The Vikings were four in the league. The Colts were five, so you got to times that by two because we play them twice. The Bills were sixth. Texans were 12. Packers, 13. Broncos, 14. And we're only going to the midway point, so 16. The Lions. That tells me that when we go through 2020, I don't think we're going to be 16 or 17th with teams attempting to run the ball against us. I think we're going to be in the top 10. I think if you look at the Tennessee Titans and you focus, if the roster stays the same, teams are going to run the ball or try to more against us. And it's going to be very, very key for us to stop the run. Now, what's great about the defensive line being a weakness is if they can just hold up the offensive line, our linebacking core is one of the better cores in the league. Our edge guys, I mean, Landry and Beasley aren't the best, you know, taking down the run. Um, but, at the you know, Correa will play pretty well. Uh, he, he knows his role, where he needs to be. He doesn't get sucked in a lot of the time. You know, I just, long story short, I'm just a little concerned about the defensive line, but it does make me feel a little bit better because of our linebackers. So that, that's why I'm trying to be positive. 
But I think this is going to be a different year. I think teams are going to, especially the teams we play, I just mentioned all these teams. 10 out of the 16 teams we play are coming in looking to run the football. And I don't know. I just, from that point of view, like, if they're able to run the football and you can't stop it, I mean, or you're giving up, you know, five yards per carry. We, we know how that story ends. We lived it in the playoffs. Patriots couldn't stop the run. Ravens couldn't stop the run. Texans, the last game of the year, couldn't stop the run. It's hard to win in this league if you can't stop the run. That's my concern. Okay? On the other end of it, yards per carry, okay, which is a very important piece. The Browns are top four. Which up? Play the Browns. Okay? So you add another team to the equation. But I didn't want to throw that out. That's going to be a very, very important piece. All right. $10 super chat from Preston. Tighten up. Dude, thank you so much for your support. All of you guys, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. And trust me, your donation, your comments, your likes, your subscriptions, your subs, whatever, it may not seem like a big deal to you, but it's a huge deal to me because number one, it just shows that, you know, if we have enough support, it, I look at it and I'm like, oh my goodness, let's keep this thing going. And it gives us, you know, everybody, all the Titan YouTube community, when you sub to people, when you comment on their stuff, you like their stuff, it just gives us motivation to keep going. All right. And that's very, very important. So you can take the money part out of it. Yes, money's nice. I always reinvest the money. I mean, this website has has taken me to uh, basically, hey, look, two years, you pay up front, and then you just hope it works out. But I'm taking a risk with this website, and uh, it is taking a little bit more of my time away from all my, you know, my videos. But once that website's up, I think everything's gonna work out, and you know, the video production will increase. This little surprise I got for you, the Titan Upload Elite, that's coming out here soon. I think you'll be really ecstatic with it. But like I said, your super chats, your comments, your likes, you being here, just watching. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Across the comment, you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to put, just come back, put put a comment. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Am I off on some of these? Do you agree with me on some of the others? I don't care if you think I'm terrible. I don't care if you think I'm totally wrong. I don't, th I don't care if you think I'm totally right. Just looking for the conversation, looking to see what you're thinking. That's why this channel exists, right? I got to <laughs> tell you that over and over, and I think you know it. You know, all your opinions I respect and I value. I, I really do. When you guys leave a comment, I try to read it a few times, give it some thought, give you response. I'm not the guy that's going to just hit like and give you the same answer for every single comment. Now, where it gets confusing is once we get a conversation going, sometimes you may not hear much from me because I don't get a lot of those that show up on my feed. And then they kind of just go under the radar. So unless I go through every single video from top to bottom and click all the different discussions, sometimes those go, you know, you can just either leave another comment and not reply to that one or, you know, hit me up on Twitter, or Facebook, whatever the case is, and I'll get back to you. And LameTube, like I mentioned, if you want to hit me up at my email, contact, or 
follow me on Twitter or if you already follow me on Twitter, I apologize. Just you can definitely let me know, man. I'd love to have your help with some of your ideas how to keep promoting the show. So thank you, guys. You guys have a great one. And like I said, we will see you soon. We'll see you on Tuesday to break down the Colts. The Colts is what you're telling me. It was close between Colts and Broncos, but I believe it was Colts. So we'll break down the Colts, and then we'll move into something different. And hopefully by Tuesday, the website will be up, and I can actually talk about that a little bit more. So till next time, tighten up.